Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Scale Mentoring Podcast. Today, I'm joined by my good friend and head of Total Mental Performance, Kieran O'Neill. I've worked with Kieran for over a year now. Uh, it's safe to say he's completely changed my personal life and my business. Kieran has given me the confidence and the self-belief, which has enabled me to scale. And today, you are in for a treat, guys, because Kieran is going to do just that. We're going to be talking about how to scale your business through Total Mental Performance. So, Kieran, welcome to the podcast. Great to have you, my friend. Tom, an absolute pleasure as always. Well, Kieran, I'd love to uh, love to just get a little bit of an introduction from yourself, so you can explain to the listeners who you are, what you do, and who you help. So, uh, I'm Kieran, the founder of Total Mental Performance, and we're the world's fastest growing mindset service that's dedicated to fitness coaches and fitness entrepreneurs, ultimately taking their mindset, their performance to completely different leagues. Uh, I'm currently a team of five. Uh, we've got four coaches across our academy, which is a group to group, which is a group uh, coaching program, and then we have our one-to-one signature program, which Tom himself uh, has been through. And uh, ultimately, we help coaches overcome things like imposter syndrome, comparison, overwhelm, stress, panic, chaos, uh, and we help them get to a place of clarity. We help them to get them to a place of calm. We get them to a place of confidence that enables them to perform, because most coaches don't have business problems, particularly your clients that I know for a fact, they don't have business problems. They know what to do. They have personal problems. So we essentially help fitness entrepreneurs and coaches get more shit done and not letting their emotional state hijack them and take them out of the way. Awesome. I appreciate that. And guys, what I will say is, you know, I was once afraid to go into the mindset side of things. Um, It was always something I disregarded because the reality is I was scared of what I'd find. And what I've noticed over the past I think 16, 18 months now working with Total Mental Performance is the impact that this has on you from your business uh, perspective, but also in your personal life as well. And as Kieran said, these things go hand in hand. So really, really excited to get Kieran's take today on some things that I definitely notice are problems with coaches looking to, to scale and grow their business. I know Kieran has plenty of experience working with these coaches as well. Uh, so for those that don't know, Kieran actually comes from a background of sales too. So do you want to give it a little bit of a, a background into that, Kieran? Because we're going to talk a little bit about sales today. Yeah, no problem at all. So um, I spent six years as a business development manager at software sales companies. And those companies are high pressure. They are pretty much, you hit your number or you're fired. You know, that's pretty much it. You probably get away with one or two months not hitting your number. After that, you're getting chinned. And it's so competitive. There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of pressure, you know. And it really serves you if you're really insecure and skint. But when you shift that, it really doesn't serve you. And you kind of start thinking, well, what is inherently the point? And that's kind of where I got to before I pretty much left that to build what I've built now and retrain as a therapist, a cognitive hypnotherapist, an NLP practitioner, a peak performance coach. And sales is often, I think, misunderstood. And, you know, we've been, I've been coached by guys that have got decades and decades of experience. And I think the old way of selling is very out you know, just beating prospects up until they sign up. Because when you're selling products, it's different to when you're selling coaching. Completely different mindsets, completely different ball games. Because you can do anything you like to get a client over the line, but you have to then live with that person for the next three to six to nine to 12 months uh, as their coach. So it's understanding that the initial sales call is actually part of the coaching process. It's not a sales call. Get them over the line at any cost. No, you're trying to assess whether or not you actually want to work with that client, you know? So really that's that's the background that I've got when you couple that with therapy and entrepreneurship, 
and mental performance coaching. My philosophy is a little bit different on the sales side. Love that. Love that. So guys, Kieran is in a, a perfect position to be with us today. Really, really pumped for this. So the first thing I want to ask you, Kieran, is a big thing that I see is a lot of coaches get to a stage where they want to scale, right? So they're desperate to grow, or at least they think that they are. They tell me they want to grow their income, their freedom, their fulfillment. They know they need to do the work, but they have a hard time doing it because they're comfortable. So mentally, what's going on there? It's like the saying, you know, it's hard to get out of bed and do your runs when you're wearing silk pajamas, right? So they can pay their way, they can pay their mortgage, they can pay their rent, they have a nice lifestyle, they want to grow, but they just have a real hard time pushing themselves to that next level. So mentally, what's going on there, mate? Well, if they're at a place where they're very comfortable, there's probably a couple of things. One might be a limiting belief issue insofar as, well, I'm kind of lucky just to be here and I don't really want to rock the boat. So if you don't believe in yourself, you will self-sabotage and you will take your foot off the gas and you won't push because if you don't believe that you're inherently worthy of going to that next level, you're always going to get stuck. So one is a belief issue. Another is you might believe, you might genuinely believe it, but actually it's not meaningful enough for you. You're not clear enough as to why you want those things. Why do you want to push on? And if you believe in your ability, but you don't have meaning and purpose, well, humans try to take the path of, path of least resistance because that's what's kept us alive this entire time. You're not going to do the fucking work. So those, I would say, are the two things. Then we go deeper into limiting beliefs. Where do they come from? Messages from when we're kids that we're not enough. Nobody gets out of childhood not feeling enough and uh, not feeling lovable. Everybody gets hit with those same messages of you're not enough at some point. And these will be in various different areas of life. And as you start to internalize those, sometimes that creates a belief and then that belief impacts your behavior. It impacts your emotions and ultimately can keep you stuck in the same spot. Love that. And I think, yeah, you're absolutely right. Sometimes it's cases, and I see this a lot, especially um, with coaches that like the, they're, they've either had mentors before or they follow other mentors and they see a lot of arbitrary numbers thrown around whether it's 10k 15k 20k and they like the idea of earning that money but the reality is upgrading their car or buying a watch just isn't enough of a draw for them to really push themselves out of their comfort zone now when you shift that and you make them actually realize that look this is not about earning 10k this is about what do you think you can do with that money and how is it actually going to benefit you your family your future family and I think a lot of coaches, like I said they really don't understand their why as to why they're doing this I think it's fashionable now to earn a certain amount um, but if you don't know actually how that is going to impact you and if it even is going to impact you or benefit your life at all, then you are really going to be in that place where you're, you're stuck in that comfort zone. You're not willing to leave it because it isn't a big enough draw, right? Yeah. I mean, what's the point of making money for the sake of making money? Some people will be making money because they make, because they feel insecure. That's okay. And you can use, you can leverage that dark energy to scale and grow and get there. But if you're stuck in the comfort spot, that's a different story. We get lots of clients that come to us and say, I want to get from two to 5k up to 10 to 15, but it's all my emotions that are stopping me. But I really want it. That's a different story. It's a completely different story because they have desire. They, they fucking want it. They'll do anything they can to try and get there. And sure, that might be driven by a dark energy, but when you're starting out, that's okay. Whereas if you're in a comfort zone, that's a different story. And you've also got to ask yourself, do you really want more? And if the answer is yes, you just don't believe in yourself, then you've got to do some of that deeper work and understand, well, where was those beliefs input? Who taught you to think like that? And when you start going, oh, I don't know, you taught me to think like that. Okay. 
well, then you can start to unravel the puzzle that's stopping you from getting to that next league. So there is a difference. There is a difference. And I respect a coach that's actually recognizes that, you know what, I don't need more. I'm happy with where I'm at. And that comes from a place of love, light and abundance. Problem is the majority of coaches aren't that conscious. It's usually a defense mechanism that's stopping them from getting to that next league. Love that. And so what advice would you give to a coach then who's in that position right now? So they're not too sure actually why they're earning this money. Like what advice would you give to those people? Well, most people look at money as a tool to survive, right? Which is I'm got to pay my bills and that's it. But once you get past that and you've got some cash in the bank, then it's a different ball game. Then it's like, well, what kind of life do you want to live? And I think you've got to get really clear, not necessarily on the life that you want to live, but the opposite. I think you need to get clear on the life that you don't want to live. You and I have done that exercise in your coaching program when you're going through evolution, writing down a list of, well, how do I not want to spend my time? And once you start to eliminate how you don't want to spend your time, or often the things that you need to do, one of the things you need to do in order to get there is believe that you can achieve certain levels of success. And the other one is you need to make enough money to not have to do that. So that's start with that. Start with what is the life I don't want to live? And then off the back of that, and you've isolated that, well, then, well, where do I want to go? What is it that I want to do? And again, that's a different ball game. It's a different story. So we can start looking at the puzzle in a completely different way, a way of excitement, a way of abundance. So finally, I would look at the thing that really pisses you off about the world. What makes you angry? You know, And maybe it's, for a lot of coaches, it's the misinformation that people have had that stops them from getting in shape. Maybe it's the body insecurity and thinking, well, everybody else should be confident in their body and they can achieve that through healthy eating and training, whatever that is. And once you understand what makes you angry and what you want to change about the world, well, then you can start to deliver that for your coaching program. Because I do believe coaching programs are just the younger self. They're, they're the programs we needed for our younger selves. That's it. That's what a coaching program is. And if we think about TMP, we help ambitious individuals rewire their reality away from insecurity and darkness towards light and abundance. And I spent a lot of my time in that insecure darkness. So to be able to help other ambitious individuals get to that abundance and light, it's so much fun. So it's exactly the same. So you've got to tap into the life you don't want to live. You've got to tap into the life that you do want to live. Then financially, if you're going to scale your earnings, you need to understand well, what do I need to have and, and achieve in order to live that. And then go, don't get hung up on the end result. Become the kind of person that does that um, and tap into that deeper meaning and purpose because otherwise you'll just get there and then you go, now what? And if you haven't got the psychological foundations to maintain those, the, those earnings and that business, then you'll crumble and go backwards. So that's probably what I'd say. Love that. So really being clear of, as to why you're doing this, what the impact's going to be on that, what's the consequence potentially of not, and being very, very clear when you go to build your business. And, and then obviously I know a lot, we did a lot of work on this, just getting really, really clear on what my belief system was. Because like I said, I think a lot of coaches, they don't actually have a belief system to adhere to. And that's when they start looking at shiny objects or things that actually don't align with their values and the way they want their business to operate. And then what happens is they don't do the work to, to grow because they chase these shiny objects and they chase the things that actually is taking them farther away from what they actually originally wanted, right? Absolutely. It's exactly that. So me and you have done a lot of work on belief. And I know that when I started out as an online coach, my belief was super, super low. And each year, it just got bigger. 
And the more belief I had in myself, my business started to scale and scale and scale. And I know you work with a lot of coaches who lack belief, just like I did. And for me, I think the biggest lack of belief of coaches that I speak to is not thinking that people will choose them, especially when you have so many coaches in certain amounts or they have bigger followings, they have better content, they've invested more in their in their self-development or their business than they have. And it actually has a huge knock-on effect in their marketing, their sales, doing the things that they actually need to grow and get there in the first place. And then because they're not doing those things, then their business starts to suffer and they suffer from even more lack of self-belief. So what would you say to those coaches that they do lack the belief and what's then happened is it's having a knock-on effect in doing the work that they need to do to grow? I think it's really simple. You don't need to be the best coach in the world. You just need to be the best coach in your client's world. Yeah. You don't need to be the best coach in the world. You just need to be the best coach in your client's world, you know? And there's always going to be people more more experienced. There's always going to be people that have more resource or whatever. But you don't, it's irrelevant because when you are when you speak from the heart and you are your genuine, authentic self, you put out a signal out to the universe, and that signal is then received by people that resonate with you. No one else can take that away. Who you might be comparing to, your clients probably wouldn't work with who you're comparing to because they want to work with you. There's something special about you that they go, I resonate with that guy or that girl. There's something about them. I feel like they understand me. And when you can start to recognize that and double down into your uniqueness, your own IP, and no one else can take away from you, the game completely changes. But if you're stuck in overwhelm, overthink, and stuck in those limiting beliefs of why me, why me, why me, why me, we people are only going to pick up on that. They're only going to sense that. So understand that you're on your own journey. You're going to take your own time and your clients work with you for a reason. I think something that really connects to this as well is rejection. And the more rejection that you get, coaches can take this in a different way to the point where it starts affecting their self-worth or it becomes a them problem. And then again, it impacts their self-belief because they, they attach that to whether somebody says yes or whether somebody says no. So what advice would you give in that instance? Rush to rejection. Rush to rejection. And that will completely change the game for you. So for me, I had to rush in rejection to when it came to cold calling. I'd never done cold calling before. I was making $100 a day at least. And uh, I was getting 99, literally no answers. They don't answer the phone or no, no interests. And then you'd get one yes to just take a meeting, not even sign up for something, just take a meeting. And to keep learning and growing and understanding that and eventually getting to the place where you get two yeses, three yeses, four yeses, five yeses out of 100. And it was never as easy as that. You know, some days you'd have a load more, a load less. But if you could average to about three to five people saying, yes, I will take a meeting and then building up from there, that was really the thing that would change the game. Um, but if you always fear rejection, you run away from rejection you're always going to get completely stuck, completely. So don't be afraid of it. Run towards it. Actually go at it because you have an opportunity to, it's almost like, you know, you don't want to go to the gym and, or you've got a new exercise when you first do it, you're really uncomfortable. And just for, over time, you mentally callous your mind to be comfortable in the gym, to be comfortable lifting up weights, to be comfortable taking risks in your training program, um, to rush to it. Go out of your ways, just start. Instead of going, I need to, I need to book 100 calls, or even 10 calls or five calls, go, I'm going to start 10 conversations with zero expectation. And understand you are going to be rejected. 
Yeah. That is one guarantee in life is you're always going to experience change and you're always going to experience rejection. And the, those that win are the ones that are able to desensitize the pain of rejection uh, and just, just keep moving on. Because every one sales phrase is uh, you keep getting no until somebody says yes. There's there's more yeses out there, but they're behind a fuckload of no's. And that's it. Yeah, agreed. I think this is something I think very strongly about as well, because especially a lot of marketing that goes out now for coaches, for mentors and, and marketing gurus is that it's it's never one hack, right? It's never one DM script. It's never one follow-up script. It's never one sales call script. It's never one pre-qualifying form. It's a continuous, continuously doing the things that are going to add to your bottom line and doing these things day in, day out. So I've even coached uh, coaches before that have done one week of outreach and they haven't had enough booked calls. Or they haven't closed the call. So they just give up and they go back into the shell. And then because they're not doing that, they never actually get to the destination where they want to be. And then we're back in the state of impacting our belief, being frustrated, being demotivated, which again has a further knock-on effect. And I think I've even seen coaches probably exit the industry from this, expecting actually all these leads in abundance when they haven't done this work continuously uh, for a long enough time. So that really brings me into the next thing that I wanted to, to speak to speak to you about. And we touched on it then is the resilience. So as you know, you know, we... You can do everything right in business, but when you're trying to scale, you're going to have ups and you're going to have downs. And this might be in your business, it might be in your personal life, but it's not all rosy. And I think this impacts coaches a lot. And for me, the most successful coaches, Kieran, aren't those that invest the most, have the best content, are the best at sales. It's those that actually can just keep going when things are shit, when everything is going against them, but they keep showing up. They keep doing the outreach. They keep booking in calls. They keep posting content, even when they're getting no likes, they keep doing their follows and nobody's following them back and they keep going. For me, those are the coaches I really love working with because it's not going to be a question of if, it's just going to be a question of when. So for me, they're the most successful. I mean, is there anything you'd say to those coaches that do really struggle with the ups and downs and the volatilities of growing their business? Yeah, you've got to understand there's two parts. So one part is the business of coaching and one part is the delivery of coaching. And I think too many coaches get caught up in the idea of they're entitled to a coaching career, particularly coaches that have been very well educated, ones that have been to university, ones that have a master's, one that's done all the nutrition and programming courses. They become a little bit entitled. I've done all of this study that other coaches haven't. Why is my business full? On the flip side, you see coaches that are very, very, very good on their sales and marketing, but they don't actually know how to coach. So what happens is their businesses blow up and then they fall apart just as quickly as they as they sold it because they didn't know how to coach. When you start to understand there's a difference between the delivery of coaching and the business of coaching, and as I understand that for you to be a successful fitness coach and entrepreneur, you've got to get fucking good at both. You've got to get good at both. You've got to understand that you know, you, you, it's not, I hate the business part, but I love the coaching part. You've got to fall in love with the business part. You've got to find a way to enjoy that because otherwise you're better off working under a coaching brand or working in a gym that gives you clients versus trying to grow and trying to scale. And I think that's really important to understand, particularly when it comes to resilience, because you, whether you like it or not, you're going to have an idea as to what's going to work and, and shit's just not going to work. You have this perfect plan and it's just not going to go to plan. So you have to learn to surrender to chaos and understand that shit's going to break. People are going to let you down and that's okay. And when you can start to understand that it is a roller coaster and you've got to ride the roller coaster, surrender to the roller coaster, you know, you're going to have days where just, just you, just things couldn't be more fucked. 
you got to go, okay, well, things are fucked. Let me accept that they are. And then what can I actually control and what can I do? And don't expect it to get easier. Just expect yourself to get stronger. Just like when you're in the gym, you know, when you start building up weights. Uh, this year, I've learned how to squat. It's been a really fun exercise. I never really did any squats before. And if you think about it, it doesn't get easier because as you get stronger, you've got to lift more weight. So it's just as hard, but at the same time, it's a little bit easier than it was when you first started because you're a little bit less afraid of things falling apart and, and breaking because you have that experience. And if you're a little bit earlier in your journey, journey you just got to understand that you're building up the 10,000 hours as, as you as you go. Perhaps you've got the 10,000 hours of coaching experience, but you've only got 1,000 hours of building a business. Well, understand that there's going to be some setbacks and there's going to be some fucking hard shit to do. Always comes down to well, how bad you want it, and if you don't want it enough, then it's probably not for you. Scaling probably isn't for you, and that's okay, by the way. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you are an individual that genuinely wants to scale, then you got to accept and surrender that shit's going to break. You're going to lose money. The number one best, one of the best tips of business I ever got was accept, Kieran, that you're going to lose money and you're going to lose a lot of it. So yeah, like, yeah, you're going to make bets on things and they're not going to fucking work. You're going to buy things and they're not going to generate a return. All of that is knowledge. You know, I call it an inexperienced tax. You're going to get, you're going to get inexperienced taxes and you're going to bet on things and they don't work. And that's okay. Once you start to learn that, well, I'm still inherently enough, well, regardless as to what I do. And that's where this is what I've been journaling on is growing at peace, being at peace with yourself whilst grow, growing towards something bigger. And that's where resilience comes in. Cause it's like, well, I'm not saying it personally. It's just data. Everything is all information. And the data suggests that what's, what's happening at the minute isn't working. And that's okay. And then we move forward from that. Yeah. And again, I've said it earlier, but I think a lot of this as well, it stems from the culture uh, of online coaching right now as well. So, you know, it took me five years, okay, to have my first month over 10K, five years of being an online coach. Now, it's not going to take my clients five years. Things are different now, right? You've got courses, you've got mentors. We know more about social media, marketing, sales. And I did a lot of shit wrong, okay? A lot. I wasted a lot of time and a lot of energy. But reality is it still took me five years and you are going to have outliers in every program, which are in your program for 30 days. They go and hit a 10K month. Some clients, it's going to take two years. So I think everything you do see online, like you do have to, and, and marketers and mentors, they're not going to always add that context there. But I think it's so, so important because when you have got those ups and those downs, you tend to think that everybody else has it smooth sailing. And it's it's not the case. So I always think when you are kind of building out your business vision and you're looking to scale, yes, you need to set your bar high. Okay, You need to have high standards for yourself. But I also think at, at times what you need to do is you need to go into it with with the idea of this is a project, right? It's not going to happen in 30 days. It's not going to happen in three months or even six months. You have to play the long game with this. And I think when you, and I know for a fact that when I had that vision in front of me and I didn't just do, right, this is a 30-day plan. No, this is my two, three, four, five-year plan. And you start to play the long game in the bigger picture, you definitely tend to deal with those, uh, those ups and downs a lot better, you know, because it's not where you are that week. It matters where you are in six months from now and one year from now. And that's, there's a great book on that called The Infinite Game by Simon Sinek. And it just teaches you how to think with infinite, you know, 99% of coaches I ask them, are you going to sell this business in the next two years? They often always say no. And I say, what about the five years? Most of them say no. So this is going to be a lifelong profession for you where you've got to play this in a fucking, you've got to play the long game. You know, you're not trying to build a business and sell it in two years. You, you, this is your career. This is how you want to live the rest of your life. You got to do the fucking work. You got to put in the hours. You got to put in the failures, the fuck ups, the losing of money, the winning of money, all of that stuff. And 
if you're looking at this of I'm going to get rich in the next three to six months, that's not how this game works. Don't get me wrong. You might get lucky or it might work for some people. That's okay. But for you to be consistent over time versus make a big splash and then you burn out and crash and die and then you leave. It's a different ball game and you've got to look, you've got to play the long game for that. Love that. Well, Karen, what I'd love to do today is I want to wrap up this episode with one sentence from you. Okay. One sentence that you can say right now to the online coaches out there that are listening to this podcast that want to scale their business in 2023, which want to scale their income, their freedom, and their fulfillment. You've got one sentence. Okay. What are you saying to these coaches? One sentence. What piece of advice can you give them? It comes back to what I said earlier. Uh, You don't need to be the best coach in the world. You only need to be the best coach in your client's world. You know, and that's it. Our our business hasn't grown on marketing, although we're getting there. We're starting to build a marketing organization that that can do that. Um, It was built on referral. You know, you were referred to me from, from Joe Parrish you've referred us clients whose clients will then refer us clients so for us to get to where we've got to we realize that we don't need to be the best coaches in the world there's tons of mindset coaches and therapists and performance coaches all around the planet we just realized that we just need to be the best coach in your world and once we realized that we made sure that you got the results that you came for and that was it so when you start to take that pressure off and just understand that i just need to be me and it takes a lot of pressure off. So technically wasn't quite a sentence there, but I tried. It was a sentence if you didn't put a full stop on the end. So it was a sentence. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Dude, thank you so much for coming on today. That was gold as always. So Kieran, where can the listeners find you? Just uh, at Total Mental Performance. I'm sure in the show notes, there'll be a link there. That's on Instagram. We also have our own Total Mental Performance podcast. So if, you, if you've enjoyed this and you think, actually, I want to learn some more, check out Total Mental Performance on Spotify. And yet, actually, Tom's got a great episode on his story. And I strongly recommend you go and give that a listen. It was a really, really powerful episode. Awesome. Brother, thank you so much for coming on today. Guys, I hope you enjoyed that. Safe to say there was plenty of gold that you can take away and you can implement right away in your business to scale your income your freedom, and your fulfillment. As always, thanks for listening, guys. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you enjoyed this episode, and I'll see you in the next one.